0: I know I learned from Frank Miller, and everything I do, I do as fast as flash run quarterback status, and then some.
1: Welcome, comic bastards. That's right, if you're listening to this, you're a comic bastard. And what is a bastard? Well, for us the is, like at the site, kinda like that fringe LV LV of classics. we don't really quite get Do along with the rest so of the comic industry. We don't share their LV daddy per the se. It was weird. Watch the Much Ado About Nothing and we'll kind of explain it. Anyway, this is the Comic Bastards podcast. As you've either come to expect or are just now experiencing, it's just me, Dustin. I'm your host. I think I used to laugh at people that did one man podcasts. Still, I won't give you 45 minutes. We're going to keep this shit under 15 because that's the way I do it. First up today, let's check the list. War Mother, number two. It's beautiful. I don't understand the story. It doesn't seem to have any consequences on the valiant universe. And that's about it. I, I want to like War Mother. But there's like this weird scene where the psycho kid's like, yeah, go listen to their conversation and I'm going to hold this knife. Possibly slit their fucking throats. I was like, "Huh? What? What is this doing in the middle of the story?" That's ripped off some Doctor Who shit, but you know, whatever. Uh, Gonna give this to you. So this, this is gonna wrap up. I'm gonna go in order from the worst to damn near the best to the best thing I read this week. Okay, Nightwing: The New Order. Number two, if you buy one superhero book this week, this is it Nightwing, the New Order. So, again, this is like the hypothetical DC universe in which Nightwing has taken all the powers away from the superheroes. End of the first issue, shockingly, his son has powers. So, the second issue, you're like, okay, I kind of know what's going to go on here because they spend all this time talking about. What do you do with the people? You can't suppress their powers. Lo and behold, can't suppress his son's powers. What's going to happen? It's all fairly predictable, but kind of not really. Because even though you see where Kyle Higgins is going to take you, he's just like, nah, so good, you're not even going to care. The little twists and little things I'm going to add are so good, you're not going to care. And because it's so good, but from the art, like art makes it so good. That's why you're just like, fuck, this looks so good. Ah. I can't remember the artist's name. My apologies. It's either McCarty or McCarthy, one of those two. But he does phenomenal work. I like, I like the way people look. They don't look like the comic book version. They kind of really actually look like a real person was illustrated, uh, but not not like waxy Alex Ross way. It's just there's something to it that just makes it very distinct. And uh, if this was an ongoing, it would be DC's best book. But I think because Deathstroke is an ongoing, it kind of has the advantage in that way. But right now, it's probably DC's best book. Uh, It is just really freaking good. And, you know, I know there's a lot of Nightwing fans out there, but this is the best thing they've ever done with Nightwing. Because you can't give me a story like Batman even though oh Dark Knight or Year One whatever you know there's like dozens of storylines you can give people to be like this is why I like Batman. Nightwing I've never heard one where I'm just like oh yeah no that was it yeah, was really good. So it's just like yeah no that sucked too. That sucked too. Remember Scott Snyder's thing with him and then he regurgitated it all with Bruce like instantly and are just like yeah this sucked both times what the fuck. Now, this is it. Think Kyle Higgins, because now going forward, you're like, oh, yeah, I like, naming. oh, yeah, tell me one good thing well, the fucking New World or New Order. Yeah, that one should be New World Order, but whatever. Uh, so that, I, it's a close. If if the best book of the week wasn't a finale, I think this would have beat it. But I'm talking about God Shaper number six. Uh, fantastic book by Simon Spur and Jonas Goonface they created this world where electricity and technology disappears one day and everyone is given an own personal god and so the currency becomes these beads that the gods have so you pay for services by giving making your god get a little bit of your their beads to someone else's and uh, in that there are people without gods and they have this super important role but they're ostracized from society they don't have a god they can't pay for anything but they can shape other gods they can make them look different you know give them flames change the color add features and stuff they can just go in and play with the mechanics of all these gods and so the story follows a god shaper who has this god that has no person so he can kind of fake it sometimes that he has a god but other times It's very obvious that they're just kind of like these two, like one's without a god and one's without a, you know, a worshiper and they are just kind of found each other. Um, There's so much social commentary throughout this entire thing, like a lot, a lot about race, a lot about class systems, um, just how we treat people, religious, you know, criticisms as well, (laughs) plenty of those and all of them pretty fucking valid if you ask me. Uh, the ending is great because uh, Spear just kind of looks at me and goes hey you know I didn't forget about all these little dangling storyline threads but I'm not gonna give them to you and here's why and when he tells you why I'm not gonna spoil it you're just kind of like yeah I'm I'm satisfied with that this was probably the most satisfying comic book endings I've ever read because I was left feeling happy uh, a lot of times when it's like a really good story, you you don't want it to end, you're sad that you don't get to go back to that world, regardless of how it ended, whether it be sad, happy, whatever. But with this, they could go back and I'd be fine with that. I'd be happy to that. I'm not saying, no, oh, don't do that. Don't touch it. You know, it's not one of those things where it's ruined by going back, which happens a lot of times with those things that you feel so emotionally attached to, you know, it happens to me a lot in anime where I'm just like, ah, I really want more and I'm sad it's over, but you can never go back. Cause if you do, you're going to ruin it. But with this, it's fine either way. Like it's really kind of the first time where I'm just like, you do whatever. I love it for what it did, but I'm also, I'm happy to have more and I'm happy to leave it here. So that's uh pretty remarkable i think and if you haven't read it by now pick up a bundle or pick up the trade it is one of the most phenomenal pieces of storytelling this year or in comics period like both these creators just like left their mark on the industry with this shit so give it a shot check it out uh, i'm gonna wrap up with three trades and uh to go i'm gonna go high low high in a way emotionally high low high so the first one's Bastards Waltz. Did you see the Hitman's Bodyguard? Did you? If you follow me at Enter the Hero on Twitter, then you saw me live tweet this uh fucking probably two weeks ago. Shit, time flies. It just flies so fast. It's a bad movie. It is not good. Everyone in it is just playing like the height character version of themselves. It's not good, but the premise is kind of the same as The Bastard's Waltz. This supervillain, who has a history of killing heroes, faces a hero that scars his face and, you know, kind of scares him to death. And now he wants the best protector in the FBI to protect him, to keep him alive, and he'll, he'll fold on all the people he's done work with and, you know, pretty much collapse a criminal empire. So the story just kind of is about those two getting through it, you know, and I'm not going to spoil it because there's a lot of twists and turns. I mean, it it feels obvious, and then at times it doesn't. Um, The the homage is just, it's not so heavy-handed like a lot of things. Like uh, the Red 10, great homage, but it's nothing without the homage. This really creates a world and kind of, these two characters are more important than the the homage that they're doing, which is rare when you do an indie superhero book that does this stuff. Trust me, I've read a lot. It is rare. Um, And there's another one where it it ends and there could be more. It kind of sets it up for more. If they don't go back and do more, I'm okay with that because it was still a satisfying reading experience. But if they did do more, I'd be very curious to see what they do because they can't just do the same setup because they, they kind of burn all the bridges to get to that point of that ending. Which is super nice. It's not just like, and now we all go back to where our jobs. Like they they scorch earth this fucking story where you're just like, Holy shit. Alright, alright. So I'm I'm hoping it kind of gets more just for that, but if it doesn't, again, I'm happy with what we got. Uh, next up is lighter than my shadow and this is my like my downer it's like a downer of a story because of the subject matter but it's actually a very powerful story because it's autobiographical it's by Katie Green and it's about her struggles with anorexia which then turned into binge eating uh, due to molestation from someone that was supposed to be helping her with the anorexia um, and I'm giving those to you. Usually, I don't like to tell you like the the core of what the the story is about, but I think it's important because if you know anyone that's struggling with that or you struggle with that, knowing that upfront so that you can track this down and read it and and you know, read someone else's experience, I think is very helpful. Um, what's amazing to me, though, and I don't know if this was kind of the intent at all, but throughout everything is Green's like journey towards artwork and it's amazing because here we are we're reading the end of that journey you know not like not like the, the end and she's not doing any more art but i mean it's just like her journey towards art this is where it ended and so she could start a new chapter with everything else that she does and i just thought that was kind of kind of just really intriguing that that was still always in the backdrop and still managed to like play a part throughout the entire story uh visually it's it's wonderful i the way the paper is illustrated, it's weird. It's like almost like everything was painted over with like a light gray, and then certain spots darker gray. It's not like true grayscale, but it just it almost just looks like the paper, like the paper just bended and molded and changed color to what was on it. I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but it looks really good. Um, and again, if you're if you know anyone that's struggling with that, or hell, if you're even just curious about it, it's a it's a wonderful read. Um, I was surprised at just like how moving it was, but not in such a way where I was trying to manipulate my emotions. It was just like this is this is real shit. This is what she went through, and it's incredible that she shared it. And it's a really long read. It's not like I read some other ones where like yeah, this is what I went through, and you're like oh that was like twenty pages. Your whole life, right, okay, you know. I mean, hey, it's like it's your story. You share it how you want to but this is like 500 pages so um, from uh, Lionforge surprisingly uh, which is kind of good to see them publishing stuff that's not like licensed stuff so I hope they do a lot more like this so check that out and the last one I will leave you on is Park Bench and this is from a, a French artist and I'm pretty sure it was probably released in France first and this is like the American release It's completely wordless, no narrative. It's a silent comic book and it just, it's about a park bench and the different people that interact with the park bench and the way the artist and creator finds so many different ways to show this same park bench over and over and over and keep it all interesting is just, it's artistically masterful. And anyone who enjoys the comic medium should definitely read this because it's just incredible how much emotion and story and just all these different worlds are conveyed like you pretty much kind of follow a cast of uh, i'm gonna say like 20 plus characters and all their different interactions with the park bench, and it's amazing because you just kind of start to familiarize yourself with them and they're not they're not saying anything like most of it is they're not talking to each other there's very few times when you see people actually talking a lot of this is just people sitting on this bench you know reading looking waiting for someone but it's like when you start to stack it all up it becomes quite amazing and it's one of those things where if you just sit in a spot long enough you could see how kind of like small and connected certain parts of the world are like I'm sure there's people that I walk past all the time, and if there's someone that watches, they're like, oh, there's that guy, oh, there's that woman, and we don't even know we're passing each other, but that person that's watching is, and that's what this is like. That's what this captures. Uh, it's uh it's just, it's so mashful. It's amazing. Um, Gallery Thirteen, I believe, is the the publisher. And again, if you if you just like the comic book medium, the visuals, or you love silent comics, like I really do, I love them. Then you should definitely check out Park Bench. That's it for me this week. Thanks for putting up with this being late. Uh, it's been it's been a long week, and can't carve out any extra time to do this before. Just getting real sleepy last night, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Tell a friend. A friend told you. Thank them, and I thank them, and I thank you for listening. That Enter the Hero at Comic Bastards. You can always find me on comicbastards.com where we have tons of reviews going up constantly. Thanks. I need a better closing.
0: Man, tell me that ain't badass. It goes Batman Detective. He won the Dark Knight Robin. I'm Stival. And I'm gonna lose my damn mind Like Logan this time All possessed by the red right hand Fighting that sandstorm, Storm just chilling Nemesis laughing Cyclone mentally prepares for eye blasting Novels with the graphics Picture strips See comic to to settle down Just a little bit and go back underground Life for permanent bastards Got it right though They write to keep the scene on the right track So they read stack after stack And report back Someone got a cat. These creators in check, man. And the verdict is: Jason Aaron, yeah he's in check. Tony Daniel, yep in check. If you read a comic, put it back. Plastic sleeve, hard cardboard back. Then in the milk crate, black, filed alphabetically. No, seriously. 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 seriously.